1: It's time for the B A Q A A the B A Q A okay the B A Q A hey brown ambition question and answer where you have questions and we have answer ish we're just two smart brown girls who are just sharing our opinion but we are not your attorney we're not your certified financial planner we're not your accountant so certainly reach lean into them for the final say but you know we have a
0: little say here too okay. We know some stuff. We definitely know some stuff. All car- career and money questions, y'all continue to hit us up with those. Go to com, click Ask Us Anything, or you can just hit us up directly, send us a DM. We are at Podcast on the gram. Also, brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Dot com. We will be taking your
0: questions. Give us a fun name, though. You know, if you want to be anonymous, give us a little pen name, yeah. the pseudonym you wished you had that you use for all your, you know, your childhood fan fiction on the internet—sick, like Nick
1: Sally, okay, yeah. or like
0: <laughs> Big Booty Judy. I will never know my fan fiction <laughs> pen name. <laughs> never. <laughs> well, let's get into. We got some fun money questions today. Are you excited? I am. Let's start with listener TD. Of bank fame? I don't know. All right. TD says, hey, BA team. I love the show and love you two dope queens. I'm so glad Tiffany is backish. I've been praying for you and I've led two book clubs with Get Good With Money. Woo A stan, yes. <laughs> While I would like to remain anonymous, yes, TD is your pen name. I hope you will consider this question for the Friday Q&A. First, I'm not even going to look at my 401k or my Roths, which have totaled about three hundred and fifty dollars to $400,000 in the good old days. AKA two weeks ago, <laughs> I'm locked in for the ride until I'm 59 and a half and time is on my side. This is so true. Mm-hmm. Second, my emergency fund is about 30 K, which is about six to eight months of expenses right now in a high yield savings account. My house and cars are paid in full. Okay. I have about 60 K in three mutual funds that are being hammered right now. I've had 15 K in losses since Friday. I had a goal of having a hundred thousand dollars in my emergency fund in the next one to two years. I'll be closer and feel a bit more secure if I can move fifty k to my emergency fund. I'd also like to purchase ten k and i bonds. So here's my question: Would it be unwise to move the mutual funds to my high yield savings and replenish them later by continuing to invest in the downturn? Here's the caveat. I'm thinking of taking an adult gap year or global nomading in mid 2023, and I'd plan to liquidate my mutual funds for that life event next year. Any perspective you could offer would be great. Um, Thanks in advance, TD.
1: First and foremost, TD is
0: impressive. Girl, okay, can we look? Can we stand for this system right here? We can stand. Yes, 400k in her 401k. Yes. Emergency fund, six to eight months of expenses saved in that high-yield savings. House and car paid in full. Boom, boom. Damn, she should have co-written Good Good With Money, not just led the book clubs, I feel <laughs> I <know>. like. <laughs> um, um, but she's, so I I get the sense she's basically, so she's talking about her her investment account outside of her 401k. So mm-hmm. she's got like a brokerage account and she's got 60k in there where she's being invested. She's been investing in mutual funds, which are being hammered right now. Aren't we Mm -hmm. all, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And she wants to know if she, if she, if what would we think about her dipping into that brokerage account, selling those investments and then selling $50,000 worth of those investments and putting them in her emergency fund and then using the 10K of those funds to, or 10K of her investments that are in mutual funds right now, liquidating them and purchasing I-bonds instead. Good question. Juicy.
1: I know. Well, one. What you thinking? Well, one. I'm thinking like, these. This is the fact is you. You for Eve hmm, Okay, let me down back. I'm stuttering because I'm just beep, like, beep, 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 beep. My, my like my initial <laughs> reaction is like leave it alone, sis. But you do have a special case because sis got it going on. Her, her, you know, mm. her retirement account's looking cute and good. She doesn't mm. have the major debt that everyone else has. I'm assuming you probably don't have credit card debt either, because sis, house paid off, car paid off. You sound like a credit card debt free sis, okay? And then the <laughs> fact that you have your um your emergency um fund funded six to eight months. So normally I'd be like, no, leave it alone. But oh, because I don't know what the market's gonna do. You know, you've already lost ten to fifteen thousand um, dollars. Mm-hmm. And it might get worse, or uh, I guess my concern is locking in the loss versus taking your money and run. Normally, if you weren't going to take this money, so that way you could nomad in mid two thousand, um, mid two thousand twenty three, I'd be like, leave it. You know, don't don't lock in the loss by withdrawing your money. But because it's for something specific, um, I mean, if you want to do it. I'm not going to stand in your way, sis, but don't tell nobody I told you, you know, cause like I said, normally mm. I'd be like, don't do it. But because you have so, you're so strong everywhere else financially. Um, yeah. Because my concern is this recession is not looking like, it's not looking like what the last mini recession looked like, which was like an instant bounce back, you know, like it went down then yeah. right back up again. It's looking like it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And we just don't know how much, how much worse. So, I'm not, I ain't mad at you, sis. I'm mad at you because you have your, the rest of your financial life together. So, if you want to do it, I mean, you might see me right alongside with you. You see me now. I'll say, Oh, you can't tell me nothing now that I um am recording in the upstate New York instead of my house. Cause I'm like, Oh, look <laughs> at me traveling and doing the podcast. So, I know, you might I have me right could, along with
0: you. <laughs> I was excited for you to do the show on the back of a camel in Jordan, but that didn't happen. Maybe <laughs> oh, it's the not, camel too late. Was not happening. <laughs> Ah, this is really interesting because it's so timely, right? So, and she's talking about, you know, she was thinking she wants to basically take this money out of the market. So to, so snatch it up while she still can before she loses even more. But what's important here and the reason you're giving the advice you are, and I want to make it clear to our audience, it's different than what we usually would say. Her time horizon is so much shorter now. She's talking about, she was wanting to use this money for mid 2023. That's only a year away. And she had planned to use this money to Global Nomad, which is incredible, right? That's only a year away. And like what Tiffany is saying is with the way that trends are showing right now, things may get worse before they get better. It's possible that if she were to leave it tied up in mutual funds in the market, let's just assume, I don't know what the mutual funds are holding, but let's assume they're all stock index fund or things like that, tracking the S&P. It's looking like things will get worse before they get better. So she could lose even more. Um, she needs the money in the year. It'd be different if this was what the money that she was investing for her retirement. She's got that in a separate bucket. Retirement bucket is looking amazing. 400 K, um, in a 401k. So this is her, you know, her wealth building fund on the side. So yeah, I can, I can understand Tiff why you're, why you're saying what you're saying. Um, it's scary to me still, but, um, you know, (laughs) it's really scary to me still. I love that she's, (laughs) I like that she's doing the I bonds. Here's the thing, you know, so what are, let's talk about some ways to yield a higher return out of the stock market. So if she's going to take 60K out of this fund, then what could she do? I think 10K in I bonds is great. We talked about I I bonds a few weeks ago. They're getting super sexy and exciting now because they guarantee, I think a 9%, 9 9.62% at the time. I should double check that they are meant to hedge against inflation. And with inflation being as high as it is, the interest rate on I bonds was like over 9%. And that's guaranteed, you can contribute 10k per year um, in an I bond. So if you want, go back and listen to that episode, we talk all about it. That's smart. But an emergency savings fund, I mean, I did get an alert from my online only bank that the savings rate is going to be going up, I think to 0.9% or 1% now, which is exciting. But at least look into CDs, I would say, like, I don't know what CD rates are right now. But, you know, CDs can make sense if you um, are okay with tying up your money for a little bit of time. I mean, there's CDs as short as like three or six months sometimes. And as long as I don't know, five, seven, 10 years, um, you're going to need your money in the next year. So see what 12 month CD rates kind of look like, you may not need, you're going to need some money at the beginning of sorry, some money next year, when you start your travels, you may not need it all at once, though. So there's something called a CD ladder, where you can choose CDs of different links so that they mature. And you can withdraw the funds in a staggered pace. So you could do a six month CD, a 12 month CD, an 18 month CD, a 24 month CD to kind of like carry you through your travels. And then each time they mature, you can withdraw the funds. And then, you know, your money will have grown. Probably not at an enormously amazing rate because rates are still pretty low, but better than what you may get from an emergency fund. And because they are CDs, they're held by FDIC insured institutions, so you have security there as well. Like you're not going to lose your money, Um, which is of course different to uh, money you lose in the stock market because ain't nothing we can do about all that.
1: Yeah, no, Um, no, that's really smart. I really like that because it's like it's like it's a good mix of. our our innate, ah, girl, leave that money alone, but also I get it because you've done everything else really responsibly and you deserve to nomad if you want to nomad, especially with what's happening in USA, the U.S. of A. Um, But to do so in a way, you know, that, you know, where you get to make a little bit of money on your money. It's not just sitting, you know, in your, in your savings account. I, I think that's, that's brilliant. Um, let us know where you plan on going, sis. I would love yeah. to, to hear, right? I'm like, can we be know friends? I, I kind of
0: just want to be your friend.
1: I know, right? I'm like, you sure you want to come on?
0: Because <laughs> you sound dope. <laughs> we need a third co-host. I don't know. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> well, good try. I mean, good luck. That's so exciting. Um, and talk about setting goals and then going out and freaking reach them. Didn't even mention that she still has 30K in her emergency fund on the side too. So she's girl covering literally all her bases. Yes. Incredible. But I would also end this with this might be a good one time meet with a financial planner to get a strategy in place. Yep. I think maybe Tiff and I can help you with like the beginnings of thinking about that. But I would love, I mean, you can probably get a financial planner to talk to you, you know, as an initial call just to like strategize this particular instance of your money, mm-hmm. um, just to get that extra, you know, professional opinion. And they can look at your whole picture very carefully and give you real specific advice in that case.
1: Exactly. For like 150, 250 bucks. So yeah, you could do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. We should take a quick break and come back with another of your questions? This is a BA QA. And
1: we're right. black and back. <laughs> uh,
0: you want to well, read this
1: one? Sure. All right. Next question is from Chanel. I hope you don't mind us using your name because you didn't say it was anonymous. So, hi, my name is Chanel, and I had a quick question. With tales of the recession coming, what should we be doing to prepare if this was already answered in a podcast episode, would you be able to tell me which one? Thanks for your help. Chanel, we might have, but sis, with what's going on now, we finna answer it again. Mm. Okay. So how should people prepare and how are you preparing, Mandy, for the upcoming recession? I feel like it's like a party, like, Al,
0: how you doing? What you yeah. gonna wear for the recession girl? <laughs> <laughs> Who all over there? It's <laughs> recession girl summer. Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the thing is, That's one of the reasons why this week I held a free workshop called Recession Proof Your Career, because I believe very strongly that so much of our career is the root of our financial, um, of the ability for ourselves to grow our finances. So professionally, um, what you can do to sort of um, hedge against uh, recessions and tough economic times are to always be investing in your own skills and the value you bring to companies the people who will be in most danger of being cut, you know, and and if companies do decide to downsize as they they have been doing, are the ones whose skills can be easily replaced or automated. So what are you bringing to the table that is going to make you super valuable? And maybe you are released from your job, but will other people be looking for someone with your skills and talents? Sometimes people are laid off through no fault of their own or not because the company doesn't need their skills, but companies just got to make their they got to make the, the books, you know, the, the math has to math for Wall Street to be happy with them, right? So they make these drastic cuts. Doesn't mean that your skills are not needed, but will other companies want them? So I'm always thinking about like, what are the skills that I have today? And then will multiple companies be interested in me? I think that's a great way to give yourself some professional security. Don't wait until times are difficult either to actually um, reach out to your network and to keep your network warm. Because it's a lot harder to reach out to folks for help or for referrals or for, like, help, you know, getting a job or whatnot when things are really dicey and everyone's sort of stressed out. I think it's better to cultivate those relationships, um, you know, always. And I think our previous question, too, was a really good example of, like, I don't know, how to look at your where you have your money now and does it make the most sense for you? You know, are you... And I think it's a good time to like be restructuring your investments. If you're overly risky, like maybe your risk tolerance for investing in the stock market is not as strong as you thought it was. And you can't sleep, you know, and you have so much of your investments tied up in stocks and maybe it's time to rethink that. Maybe you're getting older or you just, you know, can't handle the anxiety and maybe you need to shift some over into less risky investments. Like, Our last listener, she asked about I-bonds. You know, there's other forms of bonds you could purchase as well that are protected. Um, You know, high-yield savings, CDs, things like that. I mean, there's there's a bunch you can kind of do. What do you think, Tiff?
1: Well, I would say, well, first and foremost, I need you to figure out what your noodle budget is. I mean, this is when I survived the 2009 recession. That was a mistake that I made that I did not quickly drop down and get your noodle on, girl. i drop down and get your noodle on, girl. So your noodle budget is like, <laughs> think back, like if you had to eat ramen noodles like college, right? Meaning if I look mm-hmm. at my budget and let's just say my life cost me $5,000 a month, mortgage, car, no, everything, right? Um, But it also includes like hair done, nails done, everything did. But my life could potentially cost me $4,000 a month if I cut out the things that are not um, necessities, right? So, So I'm not saying you should live at your noodle budget, but you should know what it is. That way, if really the shit hits the fan, for lack of a better word, then you know instantly what you can cut out. You know, because too many people were losing their homes and still had cable. Like when I say too many people, I am people. You <laughs> know, I was still paying like a <laughs> hundred something dollars a month for cable and I lost my home to foreclosure. And it was like not that a hundred something dollars a month would have saved my house. It wasn't about the house at that point. That was grocery money for me you know, that was other bills that could have been paid. So one, identify your noodle budget. You don't have to drop down to it yet, but just know if times get tough, you can. So that's one of the things. Um, Something else too is like, sometimes you have to identify even more than your noodle budget. I call it my health and safety budget. So noodle budget is I can still pay the bills, but I just don't have any excess. My health and safety budget is what I had to drop down to when I lost my... Job during the recession, the 2009 recession, and um, I lost my house to foreclosure. Now I was really, really struggling. And the health and safety budget is ain't nobody getting paid unless it supports my health and my safety. That meant they were people like my credit cards that were late. And I had to be okay with that because nothing is, I am more important than my bills. I had to call the credit card companies and say, hey, I don't have it right now because I'm gonna get my absma medicine instead. I'm going to make sure that I have enough for this place where I have to live. So I'm not homeless. You know, I'm gonna have enough so I can eat. And so so there's levels. There's your regular budget, which you're likely living at now. Great. Know what your noodle budget is. So if you have to drop down to that, which is just the the, the non-bells and whistles budget. Great. Then know your health and safety budget, whereas it means that some bills won't get paid because you have to take care of your health and safety. So really understanding your tiers and doing so, but also too, one of the reasons why I wrote, we're gonna do my, I haven't done a, a get good money plug in a long time. Okay, my New York Times bestselling book, Get Good with Money. But honestly, <laughs> one of the reasons why I wrote it was in response to how I struggled during the the 10 recession. Um, I wanted to create this this holistic look of your money that I call financial wholeness. Um, and that is these 10 components of your personal finances that will allow you to see you through the good and the bad. And so focusing on your financial wholeness, honestly. So that is, so here are the 10 components, budgeting, savings, debt, credit, learning to earn. So that's like financial wholeness 101. That's the the core foundation. And then financial wholeness um, 102 is... Um, investing for both retirement and wealth, right? It is your insurance, it is your money team, your net worth and and um and estate planning. So I would focus on the first five components of financial wholeness, like really tightening up on your budget, on your savings plan, on lowering your debt and managing your credit and learning to earn. You know, if you need help with that, you can go head on over to getgoodwithmoney.com and go ahead and scoop that book up. <laughs> um no, but honestly, like that's why I wrote that book, and honestly, it's just a, a, an accumulation of the work that I do. Which is, I'm really here to help you to build this financial foundation so you can see your way through the most difficult parts of your financial journey and your in your your life's journey as it relates to your money. And so that's what I would suggest: understanding your tears, really working on this financial wholeness part, and also not purchasing any big ticket items unless you are really solid with your debt, your you know your your investments. You know, you're, you have your retirement fund, you have your six to 12 months worth of, um, of, a, of an emergency fund. I would not be buying a, a, like a big ticket item right now because you might need that money to survive uh, through this. So just keep those things in mind.
0: Yeah. And Chanel doesn't mention much about her assets and how much she hasn't. She doesn't mention anything about her debt or her, or her cash on hand. But for those who have the means and for those who have a long time horizon, I would not want y'all to stop investing. I mean, this is my advice with a lowercase a, not an investment advisor. But if you have the means and you know, our previous, our I almost said previous caller, our previous <laughs> question from listener TD who has You know, wants to do something with her investments next year. That's a very short time horizon. Yeah, snatch that money up and do something else with it. But if you have a long, if you're investing for retirement, things like that, I would say, you know, keep investing. Things are cheap. Look at it that way. You can buy more shares of companies now than maybe you could, you know, months ago. Um, And that was one of the great lessons I learned post recession of 2008, 2009, when I was laid off in 2010, as a result of that, like several years it took for that whole recession to just like, chill out. um. And I learned then, like investing even during tough times, and it has benefited me enormously, you know, investing through the pandemic, investing through my early years in my career, which was post-08 crisis. Um, it's just hard to give that specific advice to you, because I don't know all your business. But if you have a professional advisor who does, then they can certainly help you there. You mentioned credit card debt too, Tiffany. I was reading something about how Americans are like credit card debt is starting to rise, yeah. um, I'm not which is concerning. Right. I mean, I'm not surprised things are so much more expensive. Like, and there's a, um, there's this calculator that I want to share with y'all. I'm going to find a link to it. It's like your personal inflation calculator. And it helps, I think give a lot of, it helps give important perspective to how not everyone is in, not everyone is feeling this inflation at the same pace as other people. It really depends on your lifestyle your household size, whether you're renting, whether you're owning a home, if you need a car, like, and your personal inflation rate can be so much higher than what we all say is like, oh, 8%. No, it can be double, triple that depending yeah. on what you're going like if you, through.
1: Like I drove down here, I drove to, you know, like upstate New York from, from Newark, because you know, typically I don't drive. I work from home. And so I was not mm. privy to the sting of... um of, of paying for gas, because honestly, like the Whole Foods I go to is in Newark. You know, my sister lives around the corner. My other, you know, everything is so close. Until like the the tank finally got to e, and mm-hmm. I filled it up. When the man told me ninety five dollars, I looked like, "Who's he talking to? Not me."
0: What did you?
1: That's because I put, I put, I put. What premium, were you driving? Like,
0: what are you driving?
1: Jerrell um, uh, um, has a Lincoln MKZ. I don't know, one of these big cars. I'm holding for Alyssa that she wants for when. She turns like, I guess, 17 or 18 so she can crash the car because that's what they all do. But so I gave my <laughs> sister my car. I know. I okay. gave my sister my car and I kept Jarrell's car, which is kind of a, it's kind of a big car. Um, but he was always like, mm. no, make sure you always put premium gas or whatever. I was like, this thing's about to get some water. Um, and so I filled it up. And I was like, <laughs> what? Because the truth is, I never really look like I just go to the gas station Back when I was driving a lot, like I used to live in South Jersey and I would drive all the way to Newark, I knew exactly the cheap gas stations because I'm like, no, 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 no. And I was driving like a little like Mm -hmm. Nissan Altima. And so I could put like, you know, rocks and stones and that thing could drive. Um, So but I I, like because I hardly ever drive, I wasn't really looking at prices. I just pulled up, was like, fill it up. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Did you just ask for a car note? So, to your point, Mandy, <laughs> yeah. about that inflation hits people differently. Someone like me who doesn't drive very often, um, you know mm-hmm. I, I you know the the inflation of gas has not hit me as hard because I'm not you know filling up my tank um, as much. So just being mindful of your lifestyle and asking yourself, you know, um, if if you had to cut back um, or if you had to make more, start planning out what does that look like now. Um, because that might be coming. And so it's like, okay, if I had to, I could do this. Or I, I you know, I could do the. because I was just talking to my, my one of my friends Cabral today about ways that he was like, you know, I'm really good at this, 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 and this. And I, I call that the bank. You know, the bank is an area in my life that I could bank on making money. Like if things got mm-hmm. really tight, let's just say, you know, everybody hates the budgetista. Right, I could do one-on-ones, and I could bank on that and say, "Hey, you know, people do want to sit down with me with their personal finances." And so, like that's like I know, remember Mandy when you first started your business, your bank was, you know, you were an editor, um, and you're like, "I can, I can write, I can edit." It may not be my fave, but I know I can bank on that skill set and make money if percent. need be. You know, so ask yourself yeah. too, you know, for those listening, like, do you have something you can bank on? For me, even when I was teaching preschool, my bank was I could tutor, I could babysit. You know, the bank might be driving Uber. Like, what does that look like um, for you? You don't have to do it now, but identifying that is certainly going to help. So if you need to tap into it, it's there and ready for you.
0: I love that. It's almost like a noodle budget for your career or your professional (laughs) skills. Mm -hmm. We got to work on that, but (laughs) that's really (laughs) smart. I love that. Well, let's be clear too. We're not technically in an official recession yet, but I think it's the, the slow burn of this whole painful situation is that there is time to make changes now that could definitely prepare you if it came to that. And if, you know, a year or two from now, you personally are affected by the down, this downturn that we're going through right now. So yeah, absolutely. I love what Tiff said, your noodle budget, beefing up your savings, paying down your debt, just those good fundamental, I mean, I know you don't have your big Get Good With Money picture behind you right now, but I do have the book back there, if you guys can see. <laughs> go it's ahead. Behind and go behind me, next to our Go Wendy. ahead to
1: GetGoMoney.com to you know. get you a copy, for real. it's really now, <laughs> now is the time yes. to really lock in on the fundamentals, the financial fundamentals.
0: Hell yeah. That's a, like, what is it, 20 bucks now? 20 bucks, worth well, well spent, y'all. It's probably on sale on Amazon, but you know, probably support is, a local you know. bookseller. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Chanel, for your question. Thank you all for your incredible questions. Y'all can hit us up. we dot com. You can also DM us at brownambitionpodcast on Instagram or email us brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week.